0: Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Dr. Catherine Pang, and it's so great to share this time together. Welcome to The Living Way, the podcast ministry of the Christian Life Institute and the Christian Life Institute's purpose, to grow Christians forward, to live victoriously as overcomers in, but not of, the world through the hope and healing of Christ. If you miss any of our messages, you can find a link and more information on our website at ChristianLifeInstitute.com. Our podcasts are available on Thursdays. Please subscribe to our mailing list on our website, ChristianLifeInstitute.com, to receive notifications about our podcasts, blogs, and other events at CLI. As we begin, you may want to grab a Bible and follow along as we share scripture throughout our time together. Our message today is titled, Infusion Part 2, Approaching, Interacting, Extracting, and Keeping His Word. Let's begin with Hebrews 2.1, and I quote, Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. In considering God's word, it's so important to recognize that coming to his word is a critical first step, as we must recognize our desperation for the living water and the bread of life, who is Jesus, Yet to really, truly, deeply, intimately know our Savior, we must know how He describes Himself according to the truth of His Word, the Bible, the inerrant, infallible, unchanging Word of God. Our desire for His Word must flow from a deep desire for an intimate, personal relationship with our Savior and Lord. He invites us to know Him. He invites us to be known by Him. He invites us to draw near, and there are so many scriptures that invite us to come near to the one who loves us and cares for us, as to hear him through his word and communion with him. Consider the following. In Romans 10:17, we read, and I quote, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. In Isaiah 30:21, we read, and I quote, And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it, when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. In Luke eleven twenty eight we read and I quote, but he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. In Psalm thirty two, eight through nine we read and I quote I will instruct you and teach you on the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding which must be curbed with bit and bridle. Or it will not stay near you in James 1 19 through 27 we read and I quote know this my beloved brothers let every person be quick to hear slow to speak slow to anger for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their infliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And in Hebrews 2.1 we read, and I quote, Therefore we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. There are many more, but for now, pause the message, look up the verses, ask the Lord to speak to you and then circle the words that pop as we refer to parsing through God's word at CLI and reflect on how these verses are impactful to you. Take another moment and reflect on what it means to you personally to approach the word of God. Over the next few weeks, as you approach the word of God, reflect on your actions and attitudes and record some observations. Then review your record log and ask yourself, what does your record log show you about your actions and attitudes? And be specific. What insights can you glean about your attitudes and actions towards the word of God, the Bible? Not the oughts, shoulds, legalistic obligations, but God. The truth of the attitude of your heart towards his word. Since the attitude of our heart towards his word is intimately connected to the attitude of our heart towards the one, who provided his word for us for our edification conviction growth transformation our relationship with him it's important that we recognize that for some there is often a struggle with approaching his word as some view it as an obligation a requirement a check the box duty of the christian faith some may think or say to themselves and possibly others i've read the bible or i have to follow a certain bible reading plan if this is you First recognize that it's great that you have read the Bible and there's nothing wrong with a reading plan. They can be very helpful. The challenge is to not allow Bible reading to become a legal obligation, a check the box, a chore in our Christian life. As we think about the process of infusion, it's necessary to shift our mindset and change our paradigms. Approaching his word is approaching God. It's a way to draw near to God, to come into his presence and learn of him. We can commune with God in so many ways, in stillness, solitude, prayer, meditation, among others. And for the purpose of infusion, we come through his word. We open his word to learn about him, to know our Heavenly Father, our Creator, the author and finisher of our faith. To cultivate a personal, intimate relationship with the one who loved us and loves us, enough to not only provide a way out of our sin and spiritual death, But a way forward into hope and healing through transformation and growth in our lord jesus our way maker take a few moments pause the message and ask yourself in what specific ways can i choose to change my mindset and paradigms about reading the bible how can i reframe how i think about his word into a way that is one where i can still approach him come into his presence and know his truth to be guided in his ways in the here and now Every moment of every day. Let's remind ourselves the scriptures are clear. God has an amazing unconditional love for his children. God does love you specifically. God desires to express his love to you personally and intimately. God's story as it unfolds in his word is a love story for his creation. The out question is, do you believe that God does in fact love you? John writes in 1 John 4:16, and I quote, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. They came to know and believe the love God has for them. And you and I are called to do the same. The idea of coming to know is the recognition of the truth of God's person, his character, and his promises. It is hard sometimes for us but it's ever so critical that we come to know and choose to believe his attributes, some of which we reviewed in our message last week in Infusion Part 1. Can you choose to come to know, and can you choose to believe that God loves you? As you do, reflect on how this will impact your approaching his word. Now let's consider, as a beloved child of God and as a Christ follower, what attitudes are important in approaching his word, let's consider a few together there's an attitude of humility as we read in James 4 6 and I quote but he gives more grace therefore it says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble there's an attitude of hunger and thirst as we read in Matthew 4 4 and I quote but he answered it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God And as we read in John 6, 35, and I quote, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. There is an attitude of openness, an open heart, as we read in Deuteronomy 5, 29, and I quote, Oh, that they had such a heart as this always, to fear me and to keep all my commandments, that it might go well with them and with their descendants forever. There is an attitude of hearing, listening, as we read in Romans 10:17, and I quote, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. There is an attitude of attentiveness, so as we read in Hebrews 2, 1, and I quote, Therefore we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. There is an attitude of implementation, as we read in Luke 11:28, 28, and I quote, but he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. There is an attitude of accomplishment as we read in Isaiah 55:11, and I quote, So shall my word be that that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Now consider, what would you say to God as you begin to approach his word? What would you pray? Let us remember that whether we listen to the Bible, read the Bible on a device, watch a teaching on the Word, or open a paper Bible, it is first and foremost His Word, and we are called to interact with it as we read in Proverbs 4 20 and 21, and I quote, My Son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, let them not escape from your sight, keep them within your heart. How do we start? First, for purposes of the infusion module, We ask that you choose to infuse using a paper Bible rather than an electronic one. We make this request based on a constructivist active learning pedagogy. This is foundationally important because research in educational and cognitive psychology, as well as neuroscience, have empirically shown that active, interactive learning is more powerful than passively receiving information. This pedagogical approach will be discussed in greater detail in the Digestion Module 3 as we learn to appropriate and extract more deeply from the truth of his word. Keep in mind that any way you interact with God's word is a step forward. We are simply requesting you touch and taste the word by physically handling the word, interacting with the word through parsing, which we define as circling, underlying, color coding, words that pop. Make notes in the margin as God reveals himself to you. Turn the pages. Move the bookmark as you read from Genesis to Revelation, and yes, we advocate you read cover to cover over and over and over again. There is no too much of God's word. Now ask yourself, what are some ways I currently interact with God's word? What are some interactive ways to infuse God's word? Remember, there is not one perfect way to approach and interact with his word. We have been reminded that it's necessary to approach his word with an open heart, a receptivity, and a desire to surrender to his truth. We have also been reminded of the necessity of interacting with his word as we read in Hebrews 4.12, and I quote, The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. As we have shared above, we extract as we read. We come to extraction choosing to believe that God is greater than you and me. God is sovereign. He is the supreme authority and has all things under his control. God is omnipotent, able to do anything with unlimited power. And God is omniscient, knowing everything. He desires to instruct us, sharpen us, transform us more and more into his image. As we read in 2 Corinthians 3:18, and I quote, "And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit." Extracting is allowing God's word to speak to you and interacting with it, searching through the power of the Holy Spirit in you for words that pop, for tidbits and tips God is revealing to you in the moment, in the here and now. Since God's word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword as we read in Hebrews 4.12, we see and hear differently, not differently in terms of his truth, differently in terms of application to you and I as we read it. That is what is amazing about God's word, an extraction every time we read his word, we may extract differently. And each person may extract differently as his relationship with us is so personal and intimate. As we extract, it's important to believe His Word is transforming, healing, and a guide for us as to how to live in the here and now, moment by moment, and day by day. The first ouch question is, do you believe you can be transformed by God's Word? The second question is an application question. How does the process of extraction facilitate God's transforming process? Let's review some scriptures. In 2 Timothy 2.15, we read, and I quote, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. In Romans 10.17, we read, and I quote, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And in 1 Timothy 4.15, we read, and I quote, Practice these things, immerse yourself in them, so that all may see your progress. What can we extract from these scriptures? From 2 Timothy 2.15, let us learn to choose to rightly handle the word of God. Rightly does not imply some level of accomplishment or achievement, but God, a reverent, respectful, desirous way of coming to his word, expecting change, growth, and healing. Let us approach his word expectantly as he is God who delights to work in us. From Romans 10, 17, we can extract that our faith is developed and increased as we hear the word of God, as we feast on and infuse his truths, his ways, and his delights in us. From 1 Timothy 4, 15, we can extract the importance of implementation, practice. We are to immerse ourselves, infuse ourselves, and then immerse ourselves in living out, practicing, growing in the truths of his word, Not only for our own spiritual development and edification, but for those who can bear witness to and see our growth, which is a testimony to his work in us. Ask yourself, what are some specific practices you can use to extract truth from God's word to then apply to living in Christ as a desperately dependent surrendered vessel, a Christ follower living on the narrow road? We must practice, live, walk, with a deep awareness that the Bible explicitly reminds us about entanglements, bondages, trappings, enticements, and the sinful ways of our flesh. Let's consider a few verses. In John 8:34 we read, and I quote, "Jesus answered them, "Truly, truly, I say to you. Everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. So what are some of the sinful practices in your life that keep you from extracting the truth of God's word? List them and be specific. 1 John 2.16 reminds us, and I quote, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. So far we have shared a strategy for infusing the word of God a strategy based on cultivating a desire to open his word, to approach his throne of grace and spend time cultivating relationship with creator savior. We've developed a right understanding of the Bible, God's word. We've approached in humility and openness, ready to receive. We've touched and tasted an interaction with God's active, living, transforming word. And we've extracted through listening, gleaning and prayerfully waiting on the Lord. Now we come to keeping, guarding, protecting the truth of his word through implementation and execution of the riches of his word through obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read Luke 6, 46 through 49, and I quote, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my word and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it, because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. In keeping his word, we must choose to be willing to allow him to be the potter and us the clay. We read in Isaiah 64, 8, and I quote, But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. We must choose to be willing to be the branches, and he the vine, as we read in John 15, 5. And I quote, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. The ouch question, are you willing? Are you now willing to move forward with the question, how do I keep his word? What does that practically and actually look like in your life? Before we provide some explanations, write some of your own thoughts about how you live God's truth and keep it undefiled and undiluted in your own life. Let's look at some scriptures. In 2 Timothy 1.14, we read, and I quote, By the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. In 2 Timothy 2.15, we read, and I quote, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. In Joshua 1.8, we read, and I quote, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Let's choose this day to develop a love for God's word based on a deeply personal love for Jesus, and allow him to grow us in a commitment to infuse every day as we would eat and drink for life. Let us be reminded his word is life as we read in Philippians 2.16, and I quote, holding forth the word of life, to run the race well with perseverance and endurance. The purpose of the Christian Life Institute is palpable. We want all who profess Christ to taste and see that the Lord is good from Psalm 34:8. to want Christ truly, deeply, intimately, and personally to be your all in all. We pray this is a time of refreshment and growth. We value your prayers. We value your support. Please send any emails to admin at christianlifeinstitute.com. Thank you for joining us for The Living Way, presented by the Christian Life Institute. Our podcasts are available on Thursdays. Please subscribe to our mailing list on our website, christianlifeinstitute.com, to receive notifications about our podcasts, blogs, and other events at CLI. I'm Dr. Catherine Pang. Thank you so much for joining us.